Welcome to Paddling Adventures Radio. I'm Sean Rowley, and with me is Derek Spesh. Hello. Busy week, Derek. Oh, is it ever? Lots of things going on. Mm. I had a full day today. I'm exhausted. Yeah. I say we just cancel this week's show and just go have a nap. (laughs) We'll just play 52 52 minutes of commercials. Yes, that would work. Wouldn't it? (laughs) Enjoy the next hour of commercials. (laughs) We might get some complaints. You never know. Uh, I'm going on a canoe trip. I've been doing nothing but kayak paddling just to get practice at kayaks. Yeah. Um, for the last month, month and yeah, for the last month, I started just beginning of May, end of April, beginning of May. And, uh, I'm actually going out on my first canoe trip. You haven't been out on a canoe yet this year. I haven't been out on a canoe yet this year. I say that surprisingly, but I haven't been out on a canoe yet this year either. Have you been out on a kayak? No. Have you been on a paddleboard? Have you been on a raft? No. A coracle? No. <laughs> <laughs> I've looked at water. I've looked at water. I drank water. <laughs> I, I had a bath. <laughs> I tend not to be an early season paddler. And uh, unfortunately, I've just been, like, this spring's been crazy busy. Because, like, what, you've invited me out to to use the, uh, the Backcountry Custom Canoes kayak a couple times. And mm-hmm. uh, I just haven't been able to make it out yet. Yeah, I know. And in the evenings right now, when it's not dark till like going yeah, on nine o'clock, yeah. you're getting a few hours of uh, after work paddling in. Mm-hmm. I'll have to try it. You know, if I should bring it home <laughs> and and just go paddling. But you don't have a second paddle, do you? That's one thing I keep meaning to do is uh, buy a, a kayak paddle, paddle so that I can. Otherwise, I gotta buy a spare. Otherwise, I'm, when I go I'm gonna have to carve a two by four into a into a Greenland a paddle. Greenland paddle. There you go. Just get a two by four. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> What's he paddling with? Yeah. A two by four. A what cedar, he has? It was a cedar two by four. It's, it's a Canadian Greenland paddle. Yeah. Just, <laughs> just a two by four. It's an eight foot two by four. There you go, buddy. Yeah. It's a new thing. Stick a nail in yeah. the end. I can go spear fishing. <laughs> you know, go, go, go on Dragon's Den. <laughs> Start. It's the Canadian Greenland paddle. <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, it's, it's, it's been, uh, been getting out a few times in the evenings and Saturday mornings are nice to get out, uh, Sunday mornings Yeah, because everybody is out of the house doing different things Sunday morning. So mm-hmm. it's just like, well, okay, I'm all alone. I'm doing paddling. <laughs> yeah. Usually I watch a little bit of the soccer, the Arsenal team going and, yeah. uh, well that's over for the season. So <laughs> yeah, perfect timing. <laughs> <laughs> For me, we've been painting, and my wife Siobhan, she decided to paint the house. Oh, you got so, the honeydew list. No, I fortunately I've got my own list, so she's doing it. She's painting. I've, she's painting the house. I haven't picked a brush up, or I've picked them up to give to her, <laughs> but I haven't done any paint. She took this week off vacation just to paint. Really? Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. Lucky you. Yeah. Yeah, we're we're doing renos, but we haven't just we just haven't started yet. Oh, okay. We're gonna tear out. We're tearing out our deck, and we're painting. Then we're totally redoing our upstairs bathroom. And oh well, we might paint the downstairs bathroom plaid. <laughs> Do they, can you buy plaid paint? I don't know. It's I'm hoping. You just have to mix it just right to I'm make thinking, it come out right. Yeah, I'm thinking. Maybe there's got to be a special brush or something. I don't know. I'm going to go find out. Home Depot will tell me. Yes, yes. Yeah. Do you have plaid paint? What yes. brush do I use for that? Yes. Can I get this in like a Scottish tartan? <laughs> It'd be interesting. You see the look on their face. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go on, to, on the day when the new kid is working, like after school job, right? Summer student guy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, where do you guys keep the uh, the green and yellow plaid paint? Scottish tartan Fraser. 
uh, I just watch him like, uh, oh, let I'm me sorry, ask my what? manager, <laughs> and then I'll run. <laughs> That'd be awesome. <laughs> but, but no. So I'm going uh, taking uh, the wife on a four day canoe trip. Awesome. Up from her three day one last year. <laughs> and last year was her first time it was out. Her right? First time out. Yeah. How's that so, possible? How have you never had her out? She's never... Just never been her yeah, thing? Never been her thing. So now that the kids are... Well, because somebody's always home to watch the yeah, kids, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, it was sort of like all my buddies are asking, hey, you want to go out? Where we want to go out? We're going, we're going. You coming? You going? We're going, mm-hmm. we're coming. And, and it's like, okay, yeah, let's, well, let me check with the wife and see what happens. And that, yeah, yeah, go ahead. We'll take the kids and we'll go do stuff ourselves yeah. and whatnot. And then, you know, she goes somewhere and I do the vice versa thing, right? Yeah. Uh, but no, I mean, the kids are older. They can stay by themselves now and, you know, and, uh, so yeah, I said, well, we're not retired, but mm-hmm. you know, might as well start now. We've oh yeah. Time absolutely. To do it. Yeah. I'm not going to wait till I'm retired yeah. and throw a hip or something. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so no, so she's, um, she's coming with, and this is the time of year. So it gives me two, two, um. This is the way my brain works, okay? So <laughs> any women listening out there whose <laughs> husbands are along the same lines as me, you might want to turn the radio off now. <laughs> so if she's going to start coming on canoe trips, well, I'm going to need some new gear. Ah. So the old stuff that's... That works. I don't mind doing it, but, mm-hmm. you know, like if there's a bit of water in the tent or something like that, or whatever... But if, if she's coming along, I got to make sure she's comfortable. Yeah, exactly. So there's a new... It's for her comfort and safety. It's a new tent in the house, so <laughs> which we're going to talk about soon. Uh, and that's why I figure if my daughter's done university and she's got four years left, um, then, you know what, you start working up to, I guess they start with a three-day trip, go to a four-day trip, maybe make it a six-day trip, an eight-day trip. And then somebody <laughs> says, we're thinking of going like to Wabakimi or something for two weeks. Are you in? Well, let me ask the wife. <laughs> hey, you want to go to Wabakimi for two weeks? <laughs> there you go. Well, yes. Yeah, let's go try that one for My a two-week trip. My wife would jump at that. My wife would go yeah. in a heartbeat. Well, see, that's where I'm building up to, right? Mm-hmm. So this is how I get my far north trips in. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I'm using my smarticle particles yep. right there, buddy. You got to <laughs> just feed into it, slowly build up to it, right? <laughs> it's, it's all smart. That's that's my plan. It's my long-term plan. Because <laughs> you can't just start a road on a fly-in trip yeah. for two weeks. Mm-hmm. No, you got to ease her into it. And then, hey, we're going on a fly-in trip, you in? Oh, yeah, let's go do that. We'll just get somebody. <laughs> oh, wait, we won't have cats and dogs by then, I'm sure, because both, both of them are old. Yes. And, uh, yeah, we just, Nikki's 17. Well, that reminds me. How did yeah. his little vet appointment go? Uh, they removed a couple of teeth. But other than that, yeah. It was, he's like a drunk little old man. <laughs> <laughs> you ever see a cat just walking out of the cage and starts bouncing off the wall? Cause Staggering he can't around. Sta- yeah, yeah. <laughs> Bounces off walls more than normal. But uh, yeah, that that money for a couple of cat teeth was whew, wow. <laughs> but you know, it is what it is. It's the first time he's really cost us a lot of money in seventeen years, so he was due. But uh, no, that's my that's my long term goal plan for getting on these big northern trips. Yeah, is now's the time. It's easier to get by in if she's going with you. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. I, I have somebody that will take the front seat of my canoe, so mm-hmm. 
yeah, just Beauty. as long as she can get the time off the same time I do. Yeah, yeah. we're in. <laughs> All right. And that, my friend, is how you do it. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, I've never had a problem going on big trips and stuff. She's, uh, she, my wife's very open. Yeah, sure. She's go, always whatever. been into that, hasn't she? Yeah. 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 So, but even just let me, if I just go on my own, because I, I go like a couple weeks a year is that just mm-hmm. me and the guys from work and stuff like that. So she doesn't care. She's well, yeah, well, he's done it. the, the father's day one and the mm-hmm. uh, birthday Thanksgiving yeah. one. Right. Yeah. Um, so that's just sort of always been that way for, yeah. for a number of years. And she used to travel a lot more with me when I went camping. It's like, Hey, let's do a week or two. Let's do this. Let's do that. But since the kids came along, all that stuff yeah. kind of went on the back burner. Right. Yeah. Yeah, her, until they get a little bit older yeah. and you can start taking them with, right? Yeah, because for her, she uh, she doesn't want to unduly burden her mother or sister or whatever, just, you know, pawn off the kids for a week or whatever. Yeah. She just doesn't want to do that. Yeah, you need a second canoe. Mm-hmm. Dun, well, dun, dun. we've had them all. I have a 14-foot canoe. Me, my wife, two kids, and all our gear in a 14-foot canoe. But when they start getting bigger. Yes. In a couple of years, like we're already considering, we're, we've already talked about it a couple of times. We're going to look for a 17-foot ca- carbon Kevlar or something, right? Mm-hmm. We're just not sure what yet. Yeah. Right? Yeah, save up your shekels and, uh, and mm-hmm. pick one up. But, uh, yeah, so I'm taking uh, taking Trace to the uh, four days this week. And we're going to have a good time. And, yeah, my old tent was... Seeing better days, and for the last year or so, I've been How old looking at about twenty years old. Twenty year old tent. Mm-hmm. That's incredible that you got it. Yeah, yeah it was a, it was a Canadian Tire special. Yeah, an old escort tent. <laughs> wow. Yeah, uh, my but yeah, I that's just over that one's just over twenty years old. Yeah, because my um, Eureka Spitfire Solo is about twenty years old. So I got one for when I go with people, and then I got the other one when I do my solo trips. You know, you got me doing math here. I bought my Marmot Swallow in 1999. Next year, it'll be 20 years old. Mm-hmm. Huh. Time flies, eh? Yeah, and it's still in fantastic yeah. condition. There's only a few spots where, like one time, I, I rolled it up, and the next trip, I unrolled it to check it in the backyard, make sure it's ready to go, and there was a dead spider and a large hole in the mesh. The spider tried to chew his way out. Ew. Yeah, it was a big spider too. He got rolled up inside the uh, one of or the windows. Or did his bodily fluids eat the hole? No, it was shredded. So he was trying to chew oh. his way out. You huh. poor yeah. fella. I know, poor, poor little guy trapped fella. in there. I just used some. Du- I put duct tape <laughs> duct on the inside, tape. duct tape on the outside. Stuck the duct tape, duct tape Spider-Man together. Spider Man leaves. She's good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's. Uh, <clears throat> Um, my my escort one there. It's uh, well, it's not a lightweight one either, yeah. right? But no, you know what? There, it it's starting to let a little bit of leaks in the bottom corner. Oh, yeah. So you got to make sure you got the tarp over it when it's raining, mm-hmm. yeah, and whatnot. But other than that, like it's it's fine. <laughs> it just lets some rain in, keeps the bears out. I've never had a bear in my tent, so that's how I know. <laughs> <laughs> when my brother and his wife moved back from Ireland. He uh, moved back from Ireland. It's like, hey, let's do the Canadian thing. Let's go camping. <laughs> he he, uh, he didn't know any better. I could have told him if he had asked me, but he's, he's like, got to do it on the cheap. So he went and bought a kit from Walmart. It was a tent, oh. two chairs, two sleeping bags, two pillows, all this stuff for 99 bucks. 
Awesome. <laughs> First night, <laughs> they were in at, uh, at whatever campground they're at. They had cabins. At like midnight, they were, they were calling the park. Can we rent a cabin? Get one spare cabin. <laughs> they said the water was just pouring through the tent. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They didn't have a tarp to throw over the tent, so they, they had two boy, three boys, and they had to uh, emergency rent a cabin. <laughs> we have a massive, they say it's like a six-person tent, but yeah, maybe if you're like from the land of Oz, it's six people. Oh. Not even close. I, I never trust the number no, of the people. No, number. I always go at least one higher. Yeah. Uh, but we had that big thing before we had kids. Oh, so yeah. that's probably 25, 26 years old now. Mm-hmm. Um, and actually Mackenzie uses it when he goes on these, uh, music festivals down in the States and stuff like that. Oh, okay. He takes it now and lets <laughs> his friends sleep in it. Right. But yeah, you definitely, that's the one that the, I took on a big trip and lightning hit the tree next to it. Oh. And the top of the tree came right through the top of it. Nice. Um, but repaired it all. Looks good. Yeah. And I mean, yeah, now it's, yeah, you, you don't want to be in a torrential downpour. Yeah. But for a place to sleep in the middle of a, you know. It'll do. In the middle of a music festival. <laughs> it'll do. <laughs> so it's time for new tents. Yes. So I've been looking at the Eureka stuff and uh, and whatnot. And um, there was a couple I was looking at. But then I came across the Marmot Limelight three-person tent. This one's kind of cool because I like the fact that the fly comes almost right down to the ground. Okay. Right? That was one of the things I was looking at. Because everything I have, the fly comes about halfway. Yeah, like uh, all, most of my tents, they're like, yeah, the marmot swallow goes right down to the ground. But uh, a couple of the other ones, I have the, uh, it's six inches or something above the ground. Yeah. But I think it's more just enough, just to, and Yeah, just enough to cover the mesh. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Um, so I wanted something that'll go farther down. Yeah. Right? And it has vestibules. Nice. This has got two vestibules. I like vestibules. It's got big doors. Yeah. Right? Um... Can you stand up in it? No. But I can sit up. I can move around in it. <laughs> and this thing, picture a shoebox uh-huh. with a dome on top. So it's got the lower walls are vertical. Yeah. Huh. They've be, they've specifically made That's the unusual. poles. It is. But they've specifically made the poles that way. So you've got vertical lower walls. Yeah. To, it adds more so that when you're sitting in it, yeah. like near the sides, like your head, you're not bunched over. Yeah. And it's not right in your, uh, like, it's not the dome of the mesh huh. isn't coming up over to the top of your head yeah. and hitting you. So you, you got to lean forward. Yeah. It actually comes up to the sides a couple of feet. Yeah. And then it goes over the top. Interesting. And yeah. So. And the and the fly goes right to the ground. Right to the ground. Yeah. So like an little, inch. So there's a little gap you could tuck stuff underneath the fly to keep it out of the rain or something if you didn't want to put it inside the tent. Oh, there's a big vestibule. Like, I could probably mm-hmm. put one of my big seal line packs in there. Oh, okay. There's there's enough room that it looks like huh. you put a bear barrel, or a bear barrel, yeah. one of their barrels in there, too. Yeah. Um, big D-shaped doors uh, allows no step entry or exit. Okay. The one door zips, like totally zips, yeah. almost all the way off, rolls up and tucks into a pocket. <laughs> so you can leave it wide open, yeah. right? Which you don't because the bugs get in. and yeah, that, that is a way, mister, that you're going to get a snake in your sleeping bag. <laughs> and you don't want a snake in your sleeping bag. Neither do I. <laughs> Color-coded webbing and poles for easier setup. So you're always, oh, okay. you know so exactly what goes matched. where and that sort of thing. The, the yellow pole goes in the yellow sleeve. The black pole goes in the black sleeve. Comes with a footprint. Yeah. 
Uh, pockets inside for small gear storage. Okay. It's six pounds, 11 ounces if you bring the whole thing. Six pounds. Yeah, 11 and ounces. And how many people is it? It says three. And you know what? This one actually looks like it would be a three person. Huh. So um, two people in gear. Two people in gear. Oh, yeah. yeah easy. Two people in gear. Nice. Uh, so if you're caught in a storm and you're stuck inside for the day. Yeah, it's not a there's you're, Yeah, you're not sitting there, yeah. you know, you can't move because you're going to nudge somebody. Or, Have you set it up in the backyard? Or, uh, not yet. Oh, you haven't set it up yet? Not yet. That's tomorrow. Okay. <laughs> I was going to say, you need to, this is brand new. You need to set yeah, it up oh, for yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, that's tomorrow. <laughs> hey, this thing doesn't come with guy lines or this it's, thing doesn't have poles. <laughs> it's 48 inches high, 68 inches wide, and 90 inches long. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I was laying in one at the uh, store. Oh, they had they one had set up in set the showroom, Yeah, right? so I laid in there. I'm thinking, you have the two person and they didn't. <laughs> so that's why I ended up with the three. Because I was thinking, well, I'll go down to the... And it was on sale too. It was like mm-hmm. 80 bucks off. Wow. Yeah. Deal. Two large doors, large vestibules, stuff sack size when it's all stuck. 22 inches by 8 inches. Yeah. And they give all the, you know, the 68D, 100% polyester taffeta... 1800 millimeter fly, 40D polyester, no CM mesh, uh, taffeta, polyester, polyester. Sounds like an old 70s suit. Um, yeah, so that looks, it. I couldn't, uh, I haven't seen anything quite like it. And I don't know when we were looking at those, were they, I want to say halo tents. The ones with oh. the big front vestibule that you yep. could actually, like a second room sort of yeah. thing. I was looking at one of those, but I'm thinking, you know what? That's, no, I just don't need that. You don't overdo it. Yeah, that's that's overdoing it. Yeah. And plus, it's next. It's double the price of this one yeah. too. So, yeah. Uh, no, so I picked it up, and I'm thinking, you know what? I got a tent for the next twenty years. <laughs> <laughs> now you are going camping this week. I am. Now you, we talked last year. You got that tensile stingray. Yes. That's a three. Yes. So. I, I and I tried it. We liked it. It was a lot of fun. It's uh, it it the first couple times we like we've probably used it about three or four times now. Mm-hmm. And so the very first time we used it, well, I set it up in the backyard. I I experimented a couple times setting it up in the backyard. Probably three different setups before we even used it. Right. Seriously, the first time. So it is it. It's uh, you gotta. It's it's a the stingray tent. It's a triangle tent. It's got three points of attachment. You need three trees that are just appropriately set up and away. Well, it's, a, it's a hanging tent. A it's suspended. a hanging tent. So you are, it's a hammock tent. It's a, uh, the stingray is basically a three-person tent or two adults and two children, which is how we used it. Anyways, so we we used it. We didn't, it, it was interesting. It was fun, but it wasn't as convenient as, I'm used to normal tent, right? Mm-hmm. But what's nice is that once you have it set up, there's a dry area underneath. So you just set it up higher. Yeah. So you could set it up at head height or higher and you could put a ladder in to get inside. You can, they sell ladders to like a, a little rope ladder, a rope ladder, ladder thingy, to get yeah. inside. And uh, anyways, uh, coming up to Father's Day, which was, you know, there's a Father's Day special on uh, on the website. And it was for the, uh, the Trillium hammock. So this is not a tent. This is just a hammock. It's a three-point hammock, just like the Stingray tent, and uh, so we. Uh, I, <laughs> there, and it's it's really neat. There, it comes in what green and plus a black mesh, right? So right. I ordered the black mesh, and uh, I'm hoping 
that's going to be in it's I, I was just about I forgot to check but it when I checked this morning it was leaving Richmond BC so it hopefully might, it's here tomorrow the or day Thursday after. yeah yeah we Good leave time. Friday so it you know it gives us some time now I was looking at this when you told me yeah so this you can set up under your stingray Yes, so it can be a gear loft, or you can use it. You can, if you set it up, attach it to your stingray. Mm-hmm. It sucks right against the bottom stingray, and you can insulate it so it, you have an insulated floor to keep you warmer. Or like this, you th- throw clothes and stuff. Or you can have a uh, basically a condo loft type thing. So yeah. you can lay underneath your stingray tent on this, and the stingray becomes your basically your, your weatherproofing. Your upstairs. Your bedrooms upstairs, and this is your reading room, and yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean. Your relaxed room. Yeah, for the so day. It, it's kind of neat and uh so what i liked and it it was it comes in two sizes did you notice that yes (laughs) regular and holy i know so i uh i got it was before i ordered it me my wife and my niece we all got out in the backyard three tape measures the three of us each held on to a point plus a tape measure okay everybody 13 and a half feet away from each other yeah that does look too bad okay what's the xl Okay, everybody, 19 feet away from each other. That's huge. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So the normal Trillium, it says it's uh, basically three adults, two adults, two children, whatever. There's a certain max weight. But then you go to the XL and it's like 10. Yeah, it's like 10 people (laughs) weight. It's like, it's like, holy cow. (laughs) So you got the 13 and a halfer? Yes. Because that'll fit underneath, right? Yours. Simply put, like if, if it wasn't for price, Guaranteed, I would have got the large one. Mm-hmm. But the large one was like, it was just too expensive, right? It was, yeah. It was an extra 150 US. So it's like, eh. But with Father's Day, I did get 20% off. There you go. So I was, there was a bit of a discount. And it was funny because when you when you Google the Trillium or the Stingray and stuff like that, it uh, which surprised me last week when I Googled it, it's like, okay, well, I, I, I'm going to buy this. It's 20% off. So I look and it's like, why are these Canadian tire links keep popping up? <laughs> it's like, I, unbelievable. You can buy this tent now at a Canadian tire. Canadian tire stocks it. So you didn't have to order it from Richmond. You could have gone to crappy tire. Well, it was they, because they don't stock them at most Canadian tires. Oh, and so I they're looked, not in stock yet. I looked okay. and there's no local store that they had it. So it would have been two weeks to get it to the Canadian tire and three days to get it to my house. Better, jo- better yeah, option. Yeah. yeah. And plus, you can't get the twenty percent off a of Canadian Tire. Yeah. So, <laughs> but you get Canadian Tire money. Yeah. Yeah. So um, they're what so fourteen pounds, right? All full it's, when it's all full, it's fourteen so, pounds. So yeah, let me look. It's uh, weight fourteen pounds for the small, twenty one pounds for the XL, and uh, well, there's the numbers. It's um, so three adults or two adults and, and two children, and the large one, six adults or ten children. And if you've got 10 children. <laughs> yeah. And then it specifically says, because it's such a large, the XL is so large. It says, this in in all caps, this is not a trampoline. I saw that. <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> My kids love it. Because like, when we, uh, well, we've used the, uh, the Stingray a couple times. And you get on one corner and just bounce the kids. They can't fly out because it's a tent. Yeah. So you just get them bouncing off the ceiling and off the it's floor. Like a bouncy castle. They're laughing and giggling inside and say, "Make sure you're far away from each other because you don't want their heads whacking together." But <laughs> but they just love. Your bouncing. wife doesn't want their heads whacking together. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Come on, call it but like it is. But the kids love it. 
Yeah. It's all <laughs> fun and games until one of them ratchet straps break. Yeah. Well, and you can, and speaking of which, it reminds me, there's a, a lighter weight quick connect. It's not a ratchet. It's just a link. And so it, uh, it'll save you weight. The, uh, the 14 and 21 pounds, mm-hmm. that includes the heavy duty ratchet strap, ah. which is a lot of metal. And there's three of them. Two so, and a half ton minimum braking strength. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you got one fat ass. Yes. <laughs> You're breaking that. <laughs> well, the maximum load is what? 1,200 pounds for the big one? Uh, oh, yeah. For, 880 pounds for, for the, the small. small one. Yeah. Yeah. So. <laughs> so with luck, this thing will arrive by Thursday and I can so take So if you, your and wife, and your two kids weigh more than 880 pounds... You've got issues. <laughs> yes. Your kids need to lay off the Twinkies. <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, hopefully it shows up before Friday. Yes. When are you leaving? Friday. Friday. Yeah. So, yeah, you got tomorrow. and mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and you know, me being me, I'm not a, uh, I'm not your typical paddle canoeing camper. Mm-hmm. I don't do that stuff in the spring <laughs> or early summer. I hate bugs. So we are RV camping. We're going to Ferris. It's going to mm-hmm. be, it's a nice big campground. So it's, uh, it, it'll be, uh, it's more low key. In the fall, we do all interior Algonquin, Killarney. I go yes, up to the north there's no bugs. with the guys. Exactly. I yeah. hate the bugs. I love winter camping for that reason alone. Because there's no bugs. Yes. But there's snow snakes. What? <laughs> <laughs> There's snow snakes, buddy. Nobody warned me about this. <laughs> My grandfather told me about that when I was a kid. He says, just watch out when you're out there with the snow snakes. Huh? <laughs> Never forgotten that. There's snow fleas. Yes, saw those. <laughs> so next week we'll have to find out how uh, our marmot uh, limelight went and how your... Uh, Trillium. Trillium went. Trillium Give a little update on how it went. Yes. Sounds fun. It's exciting. I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be a lot of fun. The kids the kids love this kind of stuff, right? Oh, yeah. And I love watching the kids enjoy the stuff like, you know. Well, and that's exactly, you know, you get them out there and they start getting into it. And all you're going yeah. to hope is they get more and more and more. Exactly. The more you introduce them early on to stuff like this, the more the, the greater chances that they're, they'll do this continuing all through mm-hmm. their life, right? Yeah. And like, that's look at, look at Haley Sontag. Like, they grew up, the camping family grew up camping. Yeah. And now she's off in Killarney, Killarney. for the yeah. summer working. And and so it's, you know, she's doing, you know, uh, uh, backcountry camping, filmmaking, and all kinds of stuff. This is going to be a way of life for her. Yeah. So I want Doesn't... to encourage my kids to take that avenue too. Because it's, like, I, it's very personally rewarding when you can, you know, develop your kids into people who are hardy outdoors mm-hmm. backcountry kind of people right yeah and you know and there's so much to gain from it yes too. absolutely you know and yeah. it teaches them that you got to get out of the city once in a while and exactly get back to nature the last thing i want is a kid who uh doesn't know what side of the tent goes up or it's like what do you mean put gas in the car where's the gas cap where, where how, how do you do that what what mm-hmm. You know, hello, CAA. Yes, yeah. <laughs> my gas popped a tire. <laughs> or yeah. my car's out of gas. Where do I put the gas in? <laughs> All I got is this cap on my engine that says seven one zero. Where do I get this seven one zero stuff? <laughs> yeah, picture that upside down. O I L. Anywho, so another thing to get ready for our trip this week. Yes. 
jerky. Uh, I've been sampling. I made beef jerky. You've had some of my beef jerky. It is so good. The beef jerky never lasts. Uh, I go on canoe trips with people and they're like, oh, you got your beef jerky? That stuff you usually make? Yes. Oh, can I have some? And it's just like, oh, (laughs) You can have a piece. Oh, look. And a handful disappears. Yeah. Right? Uh, Yeah. There's just something about this recipe. Even if somebody else offered me some of this stuff and like I hadn't made it, I'd do the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's just something, but it's it's good. Uh, I've been making it for... Ages, at least ten years, I think. Do you ever now. change up the recipe? Is always you tend to go to the favorite. no. This one, I I always make this one yeah. just because I know it's I mm-hmm. really enjoy it. But this time you experimented. I experimented with turkey jerky. <laughs> We're going to get the turkey jerky. Can you do fish jerky? I don't what know. do they call it when you smoked s- uh, salt, smoked salmon like the salt cod and stuff? They uh, what do they call it? Cured. Like the, but there's a there is a fish jerky that you can, um, didn't Jim? Oh no, he smoked Jim Barrett. Smoked he it, smoked yeah. uh, t- uh, salmon or something. You can smoke it. You can cure it. Yeah. Fry it. Mm-hmm. Make stew from it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I I don't know about the fish jerky, but you never know. Salt tack, they call it, or is that still beef? I don't know. Anyways, you could tell me the name, and I wouldn't know. <laughs> So I decided I'd try out, because I got a bunch of jerky recipes I've collected over the years, and uh, there's always been this turkey jerky. I said, well, let's get some turkey and, and try just a simple one. And all it was is a uh, couple of turkey breasts, soya sauce, black pepper, garlic powder, ginger, and lemon juice. And you mix it all up, let it yeah. marinate in the, in the fridge for, for 12 hours. Because actually, I did more than 12 and then throw it on the dehydrator and Bob's your uncle. Mm-hmm. So, oh, look at this. It looked really good. Took a piece. I don't know how to describe it, except that maybe you could taste too much turkey. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I honestly don't know. It was too mild. Yeah. It was just too mild. It was, there wasn't enough flavor. So I had some left over that I had to do a second batch. So I had some um, 40 Creek... Whiskey barbecue sauce. Yes. And I put that in the bag, <laughs> mixed it all around, and let that marinate for yep. another six, seven hours. Then I threw that on. Oh, mama. <laughs> <laughs> that is so much better. That's actually got flavor. Yeah. yeah, it was it was good. Not as good as the beef, but as far as turkey jerky goes, mm-hmm. you know what? I would I would eat that. I yeah. would take that if, if it was between the two turkeys. Mm-hmm. I would take the uh, the uh, barbecue sauced turkey, turkey. over yeah. the mild flavor. No, Tracy likes the mild flavor one. Oh yeah, I was just like, Bleh. yeah, yeah. There's just not enough flavor. There's just something missing. In How did place. I rate them? So the beef was a one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Out of for, for out of one, first, second, and third, <laughs> beef was first. The barbecue jerky was fifth. <laughs> barbecue turkey was fifth. And the mild turkey was sixth. Yeah. So, <laughs> you just got to cover your bases there. Yes, exactly. So, yeah, we got a, a pretty big bag of the beef jerky, which will more than do us for the weekend. Uh, and then the two turkey jerkies as well. We'll We're not going to take all of it with us, of course. But, yeah. I mean, we'd be doing nothing but eating jerky. <laughs> What'd you do this weekend? Sat in the woods eating jerky. 
It was a good weekend. So yeah, we'll have to uh, see how that goes. But yeah, you know what? I'm gonna try a couple other recipes, and I think I'll I think I'll stick with the beef though. Yeah, because I've got stuff for Mexican jerky, like all beef, right? Mm-hmm. But Mexican flavor, Thai flavor, salsa flavor, um, fifty thousand other flavors of jerky. So mm-hmm. I think I'll just start uh, checking them out and. You know, do a little, keep a little bit of to the side each time and yeah. try so, something a little different, right? Uh, what else we got here? Canoe paddles. Ah, uh, yes. I was looking for a new canoe paddle. And uh, have you noticed that y- the amount of non-plain Jane paddles is skyrocketing? It's, uh, it's... And I'm not sure what instigated or instituted the change, but I, it, you've, I've noticed over the last couple, like, what is it, uh, five to ten years ago, all you could find is your, your plain Jane, yeah, your, your big old plain your Jane. beaver tail paddle, or your, you know, it was just they were all very practical, mm-hmm. you know. So you had your 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 large bladed uh, white water, your your long Algonquin or beaver tail paddles for deep water lake travel, yep, the, yada, the yada, yada, yada. Just, just your plain, plain Jane, yeah. whatever. Well, and then they started with. I think they started with, uh, I, I think it all started with uh, bench shaft paddles. So with a bench shaft paddle, they had to start doing some finesse with the, mm-hmm. with that elbow and whatever. Multi-piece. Multi-piece, multi-wood yeah. pieces. And and it a lot of people experimented with different designs and different woods and different patterns. But nothing really took. It was just one-offs. But now... Obviously, like we you've you, we we talked about this just before the show, and it's like more and more often you're seeing mass production custom paddles mm-hmm. of some really fantastic designs. And oh, uh, we were at Complete Paddler, and like uh, I took a picture of it. All uh, the you, bending and branches, the, and, what's and in that? so there was a, a a row of like six or eight paddles. All the stripe colors, the the antique looks, the yep. you know the, the old painted Voyager different colors, wood, and, and so it's it's becoming more and co- more and more common to dress up the paddles. Yeah, I'm there's some liking. really really fancy ones out there. Was it? Uh, I was, and I'm trying to convince my wife, but we we keep looking at the Hunter and Harris. Yes, they got some really nice, nice stuff. paddles. Yeah, and if you go if you check out Google Hunter and Harris, they're a couple that are making paddles now. And some of their stuff is just fantastic. It's amazing. To look at. Yeah, like paired paddles. Like they they do these custom pair paddles. So like a, it's like a wedding anniversary or, or whatever mm-hmm. or a, or a wedding gift. And so they have these matched paddles, and the paint pattern matches. So you'll have, say, half of a tree on each paddle. You put the paddles together, and it creates and the whole a full tree. tree. I think I saw a maple leaf. Yeah, a maple leaf. So you put tree, them together, and there's a full maple leaf. Exactly. Yeah. It's uh, it, they the stuff they do is just incredible, and and not just the painted paddles, but also the wood pattern paddles, mm-hmm. and you're seeing that a lot more too. Yeah, a lot, and it they're really nice, and I would be concerned about snapping one off, off in the backcountry. And they're so pretty, though. I'm not sure you'd actually you, want you, to paddle with it. That's my thing is you look at you're paying you're paying the kind of money for these paddles. Yeah, you really want to be taking it out and banging it up. In I the know. I, de- I wouldn't take it on a David Lee trip. No. <laughs> yeah, you know, uh, it's all rocks, right? Yeah. You're coming back. Hey, nice pet. Whoa, what'd you do with it? <laughs> um, but 
but yeah, all the wood inlay that people are oh, doing now. It's, it's incredible. just absolutely incredible what they're doing. I mean, you look at the paddle prices and you're thinking, wow. But you look at what they're the what handiwork, the skill, the work. Definitely worth that kind yeah. of money. That's for sure. So. Amazing. And yeah, and it's not just art to hang on your wall. No. These are actually usable. These are usable working paddles. paddles. Yeah. Right? So I was thinking my one paddle has a crack in it. So I'm just going to fix that up. Do some, you know, the old glue with uh, um, sawdust and fill yeah. in the crack yeah. and sand it down and revarnish it, that sort of thing. But if you sand your paddle down, you put a thin coat of varnish on it and then use acrylic paints to paint whatever you want. Yeah. And then more, when that dries, yeah. more varnish over top, a couple of things of varnish over top, uh-huh. you can do it yourself too. Yeah. If you've got an old paddle and you want to spruce it up or something right or you want to have fun and put some frankenstein stitches in it and... yeah yeah <laughs> this end down <laughs> uh but yeah there's that's there's there's so many different ways to do that uh, yourself now even but there's a lot of people getting into making their own paddles and a lot of companies now are getting doing custom paddles yes. and stuff like yeah. that that's just like phenomenal mm-hmm. and you're you, when like say a complete paddler we were there and i just want a plain jane paddle where do you keep them because <laughs> there's all you know ba- uh, badger paddles yeah were there and bending branch paddles were there and you're just like these are beautiful paddles yeah works of art I, I don't want to use this one in a rocky yeah. river you know like <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna beat the crap out of it and i'm just gonna oh man i've got a uh I've got a badger paddle at home. It's a cherry wood badger paddle. And it's some of it is varnished, but par- portions of the handle are not varnished. It's just, oiled? Just oiled. And yeah. It's so nice. I've never actually taken it canoeing. <laughs> <laughs> and this is what I'm saying. This is what I'm saying. So, yeah, that's just something I've noticed. Uh, it is this week, speaking of paddling. Yes. National Paddling Week. National Paddle Week. It is National Paddling Week. Started back on the 9th. Yeah. And goes to this Sunday, the 17th. Is this our second National Paddle Week or is this our third? No, this is our second. How many times have we did? There's been a few. Oh, that we've done two it? years. Three. We've done three of them so far, haven't we? Yeah, this should be our third, our third, third paddling, paddling Week. Yeah. yeah. Woohoo! <laughs> <laughs> I don't even remember what I had for breakfast this morning. <laughs> Get me to remember how many of these we've done. So, yeah. So, they're encouraging people this week to get out and paddle. It doesn't matter what you paddle. Uh, canoe, kayaks, stand-up paddleboard, yep. rafts. Get out there, coracles. Get out, <laughs> get out there. I'm going to build one of those suckers. I, I'm just going to say coracle to the day I'm dead now. Because, you know, it's fun to down say. umbrella. It's one of those words. Uh, they're just saying, get out there, you know, go out and paddle something get on the water find out the benefits of it and the challenges of it that sort of thing it was actually started by rapid media scott mcgregor really yeah yep huh and it became an ad- annual it's become an annual thing now right yeah and the uh works with paddle canada and uh now paddle smart has gotten into it as well. So they're incorporating the, you know, get out and paddle and all the safety stuff that goes with it and all the training stuff that Mm -hmm. goes with it and all that to make it a big thing and start getting people more interested out in paddling, especially the canoe. Because the canoes are pride and joy. Oh, yeah. That's what Canada is about, right? Yep. So they tell me. (laughs) Let's talk (laughs) to that professor out in BC. Well, that's a different story altogether. (laughs) Um, But yeah, there's a whole bunch of things. If you go to 
paddleweek.ca. Uh, there's a whole bunch about National Paddling Week, and you can find links to a bunch of events that are happening all over the country, stuff like that. So, National Paddling Week, I'll be paddling for at least four days. Um, actually, I started on the 10th. I was out paddling on the 10th. So, I already paddled this week. Mm-hmm. There you yeah. go. Yeah. See? <laughs> I'm already there. I'm ahead of my time. I didn't even realize it. Uh, I started the week paddling, and I'll finish National Paddling Week paddling. Awesome. Yeah, it's going to be great. You should get out your canoe and start doing some paddling, I, I've too. moved paddles from uh, one end of the house to the other. <laughs> well, we were paddling, so I had to move I, the paddles. I, or we were painting. painting I had to move so the you paddles. had to move them, right? Move them into the garage, into the car. Yeah. yeah. Into the lake, buddy. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. Uh, National Paddling Week. Get out there. Do some paddling. It doesn't matter what you paddle. Uh, lots of canoe clubs. A lot of places will rent canoes, give you little mm-hmm. lessons on how to use them. All that sort of stuff. Get out there and Super. do it. Get on the water. It's, Healthy. Lots of benefits. Absolutely. It's good for you. Take up a uh, Canadian national pastime. That's right. Lacrosse. <laughs> <laughs> national Sport of Canada. There you go. Anyway, let's take a quick uh, commercial here, and we're going to come back with a part two of, or week two, I guess, of yes. a long segment we're doing. Yes. It's going to go many weeks. The long journey. The long journey. Be right back. This portion of the show is brought to you by Algonquin Outfitters. Algonquin Outfitters, providing quality Algonquin Park backcountry adventures for the entire family since 1961. Whether you want to get on the water for a day or a week, the friendly staff at Algonquin Outfitters can help you out. Find them online at algonquinoutfitters.com or visit one of their 12 locations. Algonquin Outfitters, your outdoor adventure store, with locations in Algonquin Park, Muskoka and Halliburton. Welcome back. Uh, we are going to continue along with our, this is second in our series. Second installment. Second installment. We are talking with John Van Berger of the Yukon Journey Canoe and Kayak Charitable Expedition. Uh, they were just south of Whitehorse. Um, if you listened to last week's show, they had taken the train down to Bennett, BC to yep. start their journey. Uh, Hashtag Hobo Life. Yeah, hobo life on the train. <laughs> uh, they did their, their first few days of paddling and whatnot. And we were chatting with them. They were just south of uh, Whitehorse um, when we talked to him the other day. So this, uh, this part's just pre-recorded because yes. we got to go by yeah. their schedule. And unfortunately, they don't go by our recording schedule. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> just hard to find good help these days. Uh, so no, so we, uh, John gave us another shout on the old sat phone there and we sat down and chatted with him about how the beginning of the trip went and how things are going so far and what's, what it's like. Are they ecstatic and about actually starting this thing now? And, uh, well, this is what he had to say. So John, welcome back to the show. You are in week two, I guess, of your trip. Starting yeah, I guess we'd be, we'd be just starting week two. Yeah. Uh, we are uh, back at our friend's place on Marsh Lake. Um, we we had uh, four days of actual paddling time uh, and a day back in on the train. And then today has just kind of been a, a run into Whitehorse. And, you know, it's kind of a, a nice kind of tune-up day to, you know, to go through and say, okay, well, I need this for my gear or whatever else. So we, it's kind of a bit of a luxury on a big trip like this. So you're you now. The last time we talked, that you were in Whitehorse and you were going to bed because you had to catch your train down to Bennett. Yeah. How was yeah. the train ride? <laughs> Excuse me. Um, yeah. Uh, 
train ride, I got to tell you, was fantastic. Um, it was, you know, you go down through these mountains when you're going back into Bennett, British Columbia, and uh, you leave it in Carcross uh, in the Yukon. And so as you cross down in there, it's just this magnificent mountain scenery. And, uh, you know, the glaciers back in there are the source of the Yukon. And so there, it's cold up here now. I mean, there are, it's still a lot of snow up high. Right. And, uh, and then some along water level, too, in some places. And, uh, but, it, oh, man, it was gorgeous. And the, the people on the, on the train were fantastic. Uh, one of the conductors who helped us load and unload the kayaks um, basically gave us, like, three free lunches. They had some leftovers and and uh, oh, nice. Yeah, you know, I I think they you know they look out for hikers and and paddlers going down there. Yeah. Um, right. But we were really surprised when he walked up to talk our Japanese paddler and started speaking fluent Japanese to him. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> so that was pretty cool, you know. Um, but a guy named Jerry, con- conductor Jeremy, and uh, and he actually gave us advice on our our first night's camping too, which was kind of cool. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. What's, what's the chances of somebody speaking Japanese on a train, eh? Yeah. Right. I mean, just, you know, and just to, you know, come out with that, it was just like, I think, you know, Tox jaw just dropped. <laughs> 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 I know mine did. Now, so you got down to Bennett and you uh, got everything ready. You camped overnight. Yep. Yep. And, and then uh, started your trip. Uh, so your first paddle strokes of the big long trip, knowing that how much time you have left. Yeah. How was that feeling? You know, it was such a relief to finally get on the water after all the planning and the preparation and the long road trip. It was, you know, it, it was a relief. And then there was also the relief of, I have so much gear in my kayak, am I even going to float? <laughs> <laughs> you know? And we've seen, we've seen um, some of the pictures. And, and, and I did. So, you know, so that was great. <laughs> um, but, yeah, you know, you, you you start paddling out, and it's, it Bennett is like this long you know, long, narrow lake, mm-hmm. and, you know, you're, you're paddling out between mountains, and it's, it, it's again, it, it's beautiful scenery, so there's that, there's the excitement, there's, you know, just kind of that scenery overload, and, uh, yeah, fantastic, fantastic. And it's been going uh, good so far with the paddling. Yeah, yeah, we, uh, our, our first night camping was out um, on these islands that are right along the British Columbia, Yukon, uh, border, and uh, Jeremy uh, had said that there was a really good site on one of the far side of the islands. And my friend John here in Marsh Lake uh, hadn't mentioned that was a great place to, to camp too. So we decided to go down there, and, and uh, as the wind started picking up, we decided to pull up the the wind paddle sails. And um, it wasn't a lot of wind at first, you know, and we just kind of got it going. And uh, hey, this is kind of fun, you know. And then the, you start noticing a few more white caps, and it's like, oh, this is getting more fun, you know. <laughs> and uh, and then there we saw, and again, this like this whole thing of these first four or five days being a sampler, there was a an old abandoned train station. So we're like, oh, we got to go check that out. So we we pull in over there. It's it's off of uh, off the shore, just off the shore. And so we we go up and we're looking around in it, and it's you know sometimes old buildings are kind of creepy. Yeah. And this was super creepy because the wind was picking up as we were in there. So all the doors inside were kind of blowing open and closed by themselves. 
See, this is this is the point where the serial killer shows up. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, I mean, if a guy jumped out with a goldie mask and machete at that point, I wouldn't have been surprised. <laughs> um, You've only got to outrun of two other people. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, we're not worried about bears anymore. We're worried about serial killers. That's right. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we we went through this kind of cool, creepy place and and said, okay, well, let's get over to the campsite. And we thought it was on the far side. Well, the wind had really picked up, and we got out there, pulled up the sails, and, I mean, started flying. It, it was really pulling us across, and the waves started getting big. And uh, I kind of went from, like, oh, this is interesting, to, you know, this is challenging, to, okay, now I'm out of my comfort zone. <laughs> and then it was just pure adrenaline rush. <laughs> it was fantastic. Um, I can't even, you know, I can't even begin to tell you the adrenaline run of, of what that was going down through there. It was fantastic. And these are, these are the round sails, yes? Yeah, yeah. they're the round sails, and you can put them on. They're a couple of different sizes. So we got the, the units. Uh, we were sponsored by Wind Paddle Sails, and they've got a, a large cruiser for canoes, and then they have... Uh, a smaller model that, that I use with my kayak. Right. And uh, so, you know, they've got the clear plastic, like, cutouts in the middle so you can see through them. And, um, you know, there there's a lot of, unfortunately, there are a lot of knockoffs for those out there right now. Yeah. Um, but what I, what I will tell you is, is this. Given the conditions out there, you know, you're bracing and you're, you know, you're, you're leaning into these waves and, and, we were, I mean, literally skittering off the tops of these things. It was, it, it was incredible. But if one, if you got a knockoff and something broke on that thing, or or one of the, you know, the mounts broke, you'd be in the drink so damn fast. Um, Serious trouble. So, you know, I, I, I'm really lucky we had the real thing. Good. Well, yeah, but yeah, it was great. It was like, you know, it, nobody unfortunately had the GoPros going at that point in time. <laughs> um, to hear all know, the screaming. And it, I'm sorry, you're breaking up there. I couldn't hear you. I see. You, you, you would have heard all the screaming. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, my voice like a little kid above them all. <laughs> yeah, but it was, uh, you know, it was great fun. It's, it's If you can picture going down a lake with these beautiful snow-capped mountains on both sides, this azure-colored water, white capping, big waves, and the island actually has these rock faces on it. So it kind of looks like you're you're paddling down towards like a you know an, an English fortress or something. It really felt like you're you know kind of like in a pirate movie with adrenaline. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, fantastic. I, I have the feeling that 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 was day one, but when we get to you know the the end day, that will still be one of the highlights. It was it was that cool. Well, you got your memory starting right off the bat. Yeah, yeah. So uh, other than that, so. How has the weather been other than uh, wind? A lot of wind, um, you know, but, but it, again, it's that thing, you know, we joked before about four seasons in one day and everything, right? And, yeah, oh, there and, you go. Uh, you know, it, it really has been, you know, there's been times where the water's been glass and it's fine, and then you get rain, and then it's sunny and beautiful and warm, and then, you know, we got such bad wind uh, two days ago that we got windbound on a beach. Um, I was just getting tossed around like a top. And uh, we had to, you know, we had to come in and camped on the beach overnight and thinking, okay, we'll be able to get up in the morning and go. And wind came back in again. And uh, so we didn't leave 
that day until three o'clock. Right. I think. I think uh, yeah, that was yesterday till about three o'clock before we were finally able to get on the water for the last you know three four miles mm-hmm. to our friend's place. Okay, and now what time is the sun going down right about now? <laughs> I haven't seen it yet. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'd say you know, so, and I've been up, you know, about one one ish. It starts getting this kind of twilight, you know. Right. Um, but I've, I'm using the sleeping mask because it's it's just throwing off my schedule, you know. So you can so yeah, if you have to stay on shore till three in the afternoon, you can paddle through the later night later into the night. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Make up your time. Yeah. And when we came back in, you know, that's the other thing with it, too. It sounds like, oh, you know, they had to wait, and that's kind of a drag. And, you know, and it kind of, that part is. But when we came back in, um, well, I mean, we got a torrential downpour as we were packing up. Um, and as we were coming in, though, we it was it was cold. I mean, it was like, I think it was like 2 or 3 or something like that, Celsius. Right. Um, so, I mean, it was really cold. Um, the wind was coming down. But but with the color of the water was amazing. The, the clouds were sitting low. And then these Arctic terns started flying in above us and were, like, bombing, you know, dive bombing for fish. Oh, right. Uh, you know, and, and just, you know, like 10 meters off the, you know, off the bow of the boat. And you're just like, God, this is cool. So, you know, um, it's it's going to, you know, it it forces you to stay on the beach for a while. And then it rewards you with this, you know. <laughs> Just this incredible, you know, um, I don't know what you what you call it, but just this vision of, of watching these Arctic terns. You know, I never get to see that and to watch them the way they fly and dive bomb and you know pick up a fish and it's cool, right. really cool. So, so, how are the bugs? Um, you know, today Knockwood, the bugs haven't been bad until we get to Marsh Lake, and they're huge mosquitoes here. Um, <laughs> I think we had talked about that last time. I'm still kind of in awe of that. Um, the size of the mosquitoes is, you know, it's and there's, you know, a lot of them. <laughs> <laughs> so is there any uh, particular temperature where they just kind of go into hiding, or are they just kind of always around? They're, they, you know, when it's real cold, there's not as many. But, you know, when it, I'm looking at where we're at right now. I'm sitting outside right now. It looks like it's about five, six, about seven right now. Um and uh, there's a, there's a few out here, you know. They're they're letting me know they're here. <laughs> <laughs> I saw a couple try to pick up my camera, and I thought, okay, this is getting out of control. <laughs> they're, they're pretty big, eh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And that that was the big camera too. So, <laughs> so besides that wildlife, <laughs> uh, have you se- have you seen anything else? Yeah, we uh, we haven't seen any uh, any bear yet. Um, I did have see a moose. Um, and it was kind of an interesting um, interaction. There was a moose on, on shore, and I saw it kind of come out and run back in. And I thought, oh, oh well, we just spooked it. But we were way out, you know. And as we're paddling, it came out again and kind of looked at us a little bit and went back in. And I was paddling along shore, getting closer, and it came out again. I thought, well, geez, I wonder if there's a bear back in there or something, you know. Mm-hmm. And... uh and she came out again, so I thought, huh. So I'm, I'm getting close now, so I thought I'll go over and, you know, take a few pictures. And uh, as I started paddling over toward her, she started coming down the beach toward me, and then she came in the water and started to come straight out to the kayak. Oh. And uh, she started doing that croaking noise, mm-hmm. you know, that they do. And uh, I thought, hmm, this is, uh, she must have, 
you know, like calved maybe back in the woods, you know. Um, and that's why she was being so uh, protective of that spot of land. But right. So, uh, yeah, so I kind of felt bad about, you know, disturbing a new mother, so I paddled back out, and, and we continued on. Um, I saw some, um, actually saw an eagle, uh, you know, spinning overhead and then come down and catch a large fish, um, which I've seen before, but what was really cool about this one is they couldn't, it, the fish it caught was large, and it actually went into the water to get it. So it, it couldn't get up and fly away. So <laughs> it actually swam to shore. And I'd never seen it. I'd heard they'd done it. Emma and I had just been talking that, about it. But they swim into shore on the water, um, which was, it's like a, watching a, you know, a, a, a swimmer do the butterfly stroke where they pull right. their wings up out. And uh, so that was kind of cool. Um, and then another eagle came in and stole it. And then another eagle went after that. And, you know, so... Uh, <laughs> kind of fun stuff and a lot of bird life and uh yeah it's uh that that's been pretty great too and that's just been within the first few days right right you know and it and it's not just seeing them that there, but there's something special about seeing them you know i mean like i was counting you know seven eagles a couple of days ago we saw some mountain goats up high um you know just, just a lot of different stuff and uh but to have those sort of cool moments those cool interactions is, is pretty great yeah and especially where you are too, with the scenery, it doesn't you know? Yeah, yeah. Hurt. <laughs> you almost go into overload, right? <laughs> now your next big stop is Whitehorse, but you're expecting to hit Carmax within the next week or so. Yeah, we want to. There's a there's a dam you have to work around. Um, there's a cool little lock system to get into uh, the river at the end of Marsh Lake to get into the river as it goes towards Whitehorse. And then we have a, a gentleman who's going to help us portage around the big dam in Whitehorse. Right. And uh, after that, the the challenge is uh, Lake Labarge, which is, you know, very long. The winds blow up really big. Um, and, you know, people, you know, basically, if you see any kind of whitecaps forming in the center of the lake, it's like you need to get off immediately then because once you see that, it doesn't take long and the rest of the lake will blow up into to big waves and, you know, um, so we're, we'll we'll hit that, and that's in the week, and then we'll hit Carmax. Oh, that sounds uh, like you're uh, so you're pretty much on schedule then. Yeah, yeah. Um, the wind held us uh, up a bit, but you know we can. We figure once we get into the river too, we can. You know, if, uh, <laughs> I say this now, and the river gods are are you know are listening. listening to me. Um, <laughs> It'd be easier to maintain a schedule on the river. How's that? Yeah, because yeah. the water flow. Now, do you know what is the uh, what is the water flow on the on the river? You know, it it varies in the sections. It can be you know, like three is low. Five would be probably five miles an hour would be average, somewhere in that area. Um, once you get past Dawson for a little bit, it goes up to seven even. So you know, you can you can make good time on the river just by being on the river. Yeah, you know. Um, so, you know, we're, we're hoping we'll be able to pick up, pick up some steam for Dan when he comes into CarMax to meet us. Right. Uh, on June 17th. The, oh, June 17th. Yeah. The Sunday. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, so yeah, so it sounds like you're doing well so far. Yeah. I mean, you just started, but uh, yeah. got a long way to go, but. It's very exciting to follow along with you. I, we've, uh, I've been clicking on the in-reach links and seeing your locations and stuff like that. It's uh, it's pretty cool to be able to follow along with you as you go. And uh, yeah. now, uh, as far as schedule goes, have you built in any uh, 
any, any extra time just in case of uh, you get windbound or stuff like that? What I tried to do is there's a great book uh, by Dan McLean called Paddling the Yukon River and Its Tributaries. Um, and it's kind of like one of the Bibles. If you're going to do this trip, you should get that. And then you should get Mike Rourke's. Uh, he does these great river maps, these charts that are, you know, just, I mean, they mark out campsites. He marks out, you know, current issues. And, I mean, they're just great. And those two, I, I think if anyone is considering this trip, or even sections of this, look for those, you know, reference materials. And Dan McLean says um, he, he gives dates for sections, kind of, or, you know, rough time frames. And what I did was I just built in the slowest amount or, you know, the, the longest that he has. So if he said a section was seven to ten days, I, I said ten days. Ah, uh-huh, got it. Um, just because, you know, we'll be sh- we're shooting a lot of video and stuff, and then if we do get windbound or something, um, I'm just surprised it happened so early, you know? Right. Yeah. But you got it built in just in case. Yeah, absolutely, because it's, you know, it, it's going to happen, that's for sure. Yeah. That's well, bound to. Yep. You know, so... Well, um, this sounds like you're having a good time so far. Yeah. And uh, we're going to keep following you along, and uh, hopefully we'll hook back up again next week. Sounds good. And do another little uh, segment with you. Cool, cool. Um, yeah, hopefully we won't uh, we won't have any weird weirdness with boaters or anything. <laughs> oh, yeah, you were oh, saying yes, or something s- about a weird weird dude. Yeah, we, we had this guy, uh, we got through the... We're going through the lakes, and between Tagish and Marsh Lake, there's this little river. And uh, we went through the river section, and we got out, and this guy in a big fishing boat kind of came in. I went over to shore, and uh, we had shot some video, and, and uh, Talk and Emma were coming out, and this guy kind of swung around them. And I'm like, what, what's he doing, you know? And, and he started getting, like, really close. And so I saw this, and I started paddling ahead because I was concerned. And all of a sudden, like, the boat is still moving. The boat is circling. He comes out to the side to have a chat with Emma. Oh. And it was like, what? And so he comes up and he glances off the front of the boat. Talk is trying to paddle. And at the last minute, you know, he's trying to get out of the way. Emma goes under the bow. And the bow of this guy's boat comes straight across. She ducks. And it completely snapped off our, our light and flagpole um, that we had gotten uh, is a yak gear. Uh, light and flagpole, and you know you can hook up your cameras and everything to it too. So it's this cool little system. Snap, he snaps it right off. Wow! And it was just like that could have been really bad. Yeah, could have yeah. been. And he's just chatting and like, dude, you know, it's like, how drunk are you right now that you <laughs> leave that you leave the helm of the boat to go to the side while the motors are still running, and and motors plural. <laughs> and, yeah. You know, it was a good sized boat, and and uh, so thankfully they were okay, but. You know, it's just that reminder of, you know, it's not the wildlife you always have to look out for up here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Takes all kinds, yeah. eh? Yep, yep. Wow. So, uh, yeah, so hopefully that's our, our bad boat experience and we're done for the, yeah, with for luck. the trip. Yeah, that's the kind of excitement you don't need. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Well, we'll let you go then, and okay. we will touch base with you next week. And uh, hopefully everything works up well and uh, you keep on keeping on. Thank you. And uh, we'd just like to say thanks to the people who are, we've had some uh, donations come in. We'd like to say thanks to those people. And um, we hope more people will will donate, uh, donate as well to first responders. So do we. 
yukonjourney.org. You can go there, and uh, your in-reach is there, and the donate button is there. Yeah. So hopefully people yeah. will go there and follow you guys and throw some money towards first responders. Thanks, man. All right, you take it easy there, John, and uh, hope you guys uh, have a good uh, week. Thank you, and uh, we'll talk again next week, huh? All right, take it easy. Cool. Have a beer for me. Oh, yeah, <laughs> we'll do. We'll okay. have lots for you. <laughs> <laughs> good, man. Okay, thanks. Take it easy. Bye-bye. Hi, this is Dirk Sprest. You're listening to Paddling Adventures Radio. If you like what you've been hearing, you can find out more by checking us out at paddlingadventuresradio.com, as well as on Facebook, Instagram, and on Twitter. You can find all of our episodes on iTunes, Google Play, and the episode page for our website, where all our podcasts are available for download or streaming. We love to hear from our listeners, so if you have a suggestion for the show or want to let us know how we're doing, please drop us a line. Thanks for listening. Enjoy the show. Well, it sounds like they're having an awesome time up there. Oh, it's incredible. You know, they, they're getting started now. They When we talked to them last week, uh, they had just left Whitehorse and they were going to catch the train down to Bennett, which they've done. And yeah, hashtag hobo life. <laughs> hobo life, living the life on the train. And uh, yeah, now they've, they've started everything and they're on their way and, you know, hopefully we can keep up with this and... Uh, Yes, Keep absolutely. Going, yeah. Right? Right. So this is what our second installment. Second and, installment. And it's it, what's interesting is to start hearing the story of the of their actual trip of uh, of their trials and tribulations. And it's uh, it's one of those things. It's uh, to hear when he talked about the fact that it just sort of gets slightly dark at about one in the morning. Yeah. It, uh, I would love to experience that. I've always wanted to experience that. Being so far north that the sun doesn't set. It just kind of yeah, gets, dips towards the horizon. You're wondering why you're paddling and you're so hungry because <laughs> it's like 11 o'clock at night. Yeah. And <laughs> I've heard stories before of uh, of people who have, you know, they're, they're sitting around the campfire, they're chatting, they're doing something, they're, you're distracted and you're not, yeah, you people are used to counting on sunset of darkness to go to bed yeah. but you know i have heard stories of people who are like hey i'm tired what's going on i'm so exhausted what time is it 3 a.m <laughs> <laughs> we're up in two hours <laughs> to start another day of paddling <laughs> yeah so yeah. was that um lacos and uh, uh you remember they went up to yeah, they went up the Angava, right? Yeah, and, Angava, yeah. Peninsula. And, and they talked about that, that they, they, one of their first adjustments was, it's like, oh, it's three in the morning. We have yeah. to get to bed. What's going on? Well, and I'm wearing the uh, little sleep masks to yes. get the light out, yeah. right? Yeah. Oh, and, and John said that he John wears said, one. Yeah, yeah, that's what he's saying. He's been wearing one. So, wow. So, yeah, so next week we'll uh, touch base with him again. Hopefully, we can, like I say, as we go along, it'll uh, we'll keep touching base and yes. he'll give us an update weekly. Uh, so if you go to yukonjourney.org, you can find out more information about the Yukon Journey Canoe and Kayak Charitable Expedition. Uh, again, they're raising money. 100% of it goes to first responders in Canada and the U.S. They don't keep any of it. It all goes, 100% of the donations goes to first responders. Yes. Uh, very worthwhile. To do and it's uh, definitely something that's uh, really important to John. So go to yukonjourney.org. You can find they got a donate uh, um, button there, and there's also the uh, find out where they are button. They're in reach. Yes, you know it, it'll track them. So check that out. Yukonjourney.org. If you want to find out more about us in our podcast here, you can find us at paddlingadventuresradio.com. 
We're on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And if you want to listen to all our podcasts, including this one, you can find it on iTunes, Google Play, and our Paddling Adventures Radio website on the Episode tab at the top. Just click that, and you can stream or download all of them. In the meantime, that's about it for this week. Thanks, everybody, for listening. I'm Sean Rowley. And I'm Derek Specht. We'll see you next time. <laughs>